Thank you for joining me today. This is episode number 18. My name is Dale Lott Jr. And you're listening to A Better Pickup Line, the podcast. All right, welcome back to A Better Pickup Line. Now, in the previous episode, we were discussing the third benefit to saturating your heart with God's specific word for your life. Now, today we're going to discuss the second preparation principle. The first preparation principle being saturate your heart with God's specific word for your life. The second being develop a relationship with wisdom. Now, Proverbs 19 and 14 says houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. So, fellas, if you desire a prudent wife, you must go about receiving her through the ways that God has established. For he is the only one that can bring you a wife of wisdom. Ladies, if you want to be a wife of wisdom, then there is a certain way that you have to train yourself and develop yourself and uh, allow yourself to be shaped and molded. How do you prepare to be this wife of wisdom or fellas, how do you prepare to uh, prepare yourself for this wife of wisdom? It's by developing a relationship with wisdom. Throughout the Bible, there are strong correlations between a virtuous, prudent wife and wisdom. Look at what it's says about wisdom in Proverbs 8:35 it says whoever finds me talking about wisdom finds life and obtains favor from the Lord but now in uh Proverbs 18:22 he who finds a wife finds a good and obtains favor from the Lord so wisdom brings favor and a wife brings favor from the Lord Proverbs 8:31 For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. Let's look at Proverbs 31.10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Proverbs 9 and 1. Wisdom has built her house. Proverbs 14.11. Excuse me, 14 and 1. The wise woman builds her house. When a woman submits herself to the power of God, she becomes wisdom, taking on wisdom's characteristics. That's why wisdom is spoken of in the feminine. God wants you to understand clearly that when a man marries a virtuous, prudent wife, they have married a woman who has become wisdom and brings all of wisdom's benefits. What are some of these benefits? Ecclesiastes 10.10. If the axe is dull and one does not sharpen the edge then he must use more strength, but wisdom brings success. Proverbs 8.30, then I, talking about wisdom, was beside him as a master craftsman. When you think about a master craftsman, you think about someone who was born to create, someone brought up, trained to create. So a wife of wisdom is able to bring sweatless success where you were previously struggling. Because a wife of wisdom is a master craftsman. She was born to create. 
And everything that you were praying to see in your life comes into existence through her. Now, that's very exciting. But if you're like me, you know, I, when, you know, as a single man, I was sitting there saying, well, all right, how does this benefit me? You know, am I forced to struggle until marriage? What is the benefit of this revelation? The answer to that question was spoken as I studied Genesis 2.22, where it says, Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. It was at that moment I heard wisdom say, I've got you. And the light bulb went off. The very same wisdom that's on a man's future wife to take care of him is the very same wisdom that he already possesses. Proverbs 5.15 says, Drink water from your own cistern and running water from your own well. And Proverbs 18.4 says the words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. On the inside of every man is wisdom that is specific for his life. So when he gives to his wife his rib, he's given to her the equipment and the specific set of instructions, the operating manual to care for and deal with him. So wisdom wants to develop or excuse me, wisdom wants you to develop a relationship with her and depend on her long before you meet your wife. The question now becomes, how do you develop a relationship with wisdom? And even on the flip side, ladies, you want to be prepared, as we've said before, to be this wife of wisdom. You want to be prepared to be this help me. And you as well have to develop a relationship with wisdom. You have to be where wisdom is. You must go where wisdom is going. You have to find wisdom at the place where she operates. What place is that? Proverbs 9.20. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice. Once you begin to walk in righteousness, wisdom is able to aid you. So first and foremost, what is righteousness? Righteousness is being in right standing with God. Now, when we got born again, Jesus was made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification and redemption. So he is our righteousness. We are as righteous today as we will ever be. Now, when I say you must walk in righteousness, you must stay in righteousness. What I mean is you must continually agree with God. Righteousness means to be in right standing with him to agree with him. So even though he has already made you righteousness, he's already made you righteous. If you don't continue to walk in your righteousness, then it's like being the child of a king and never walking in your uh, in your royalty. You're living beneath your means because you have a wrong identity. And remember that as a man thinks, so is he. So even though you are a king, you don't differ at all from a servant. So when I say walk in your righteousness, I'm saying make sure you agree with what the word of God says. Have the right mindset. Understand who you are so you see the results of what God has already spoken in your life. So you're able to benefit from what God has already provided you. See, wisdom walks about righteousness and the righteousness that you operate in. Now, let me explain that a little bit more. The righteousness you operate in. Where are you agreeing with God? Keep in mind, if you don't trust God in your finances, then you are not recognizing who you are in Christ Jesus. And you are not uh, you're not trusting him. You're not agreeing with God 
that he is the source of your supply and that he has abundantly supplied you. And therefore, you find yourself experiencing lack in that area. But you may trust God where it comes to the matters uh, of your job and things just seem to work well on your job because you are in agreement with him. Your righteousness, you are the righteousness of God. There is nothing that you can do to take that away. But if you don't, if you're not cognizant of that, then you can allow it to be stripped away from you. So now even where it comes to finding the husband that God has for you, the wife that God has for you, you have to stay in your righteousness. And wisdom is walking about those paths of righteousness. So where you agree with God, now wisdom can start to work and develop you in those areas. Wisdom can start to bring results in those areas. There was a time where I'm not much of a car guy and my car had messed up. And so I look, you know, it's not starting. And there is, I want to say it's called the solenoid switch. If you tap on that, it's either the solenoid switch or the starter, one or the other. You tap on it and sometimes you can cause it to catch. It gets stuck. And I remember wisdom saying, tap right there. And yeah, I kind of did it, but didn't really commit to it. I, I, I don't know. But what I did do is I stayed in righteousness. Father, I thank you that you've given me the answer. I thank you that this car starts. I thank you that you have, you know, that you've brought results. I thank you, Father, that you've sent me help. And I heard a second instruction, keep the hood up. So I'm sitting in the car with the with the hood up. And there's a man that walks by. Hey, man, you got, you got a little problem with your car? Yeah, I don't know exactly what's going on. And he said, try to start it up. And he heard it click. He says, oh, oh, I know what you need to do. And the exact same spot where the Holy Spirit told me to tap. He says, you need to tap right here. He tapped it, he says, try it. And the car started up. Now, I say that to say, if I had taken the mindset of, oh, man, I don't know what to do. Man, car always mess up. Oh, man, I, I, I man, this is, this is just horrible. My day is, is wrecked. I don't know what to do now. Now, all of a sudden, I'm in a situation where wisdom cannot begin to work because I have moved myself from the path of righteousness. And now I'm all off in doubt and unbelief and complaining. What I need to do is stay right there in agreement with God, knowing who I am. I am the child of the most high God. I am the child of the almighty God. I am the child uh, of the God who is wisdom. I am one with him. Therefore, that same wisdom that he has is the wisdom that I have access to. The answers that he has are the those are the same answers I have access to. And I have to keep myself in that mindset if I want to experience all of the goodness and all of the benefits that wisdom has for me. So wisdom's going to traverse course or move back and forth across those images and those thoughts that I have on the inside, the words that I speak out of my mouth. Now, why is that? Why is wisdom traversing those things? Why is wisdom traversing that right? Those images, those thoughts that I have on the inside, those words that I'm speaking. Proverbs nine twenty one says that I may calls those who love me to inherit wealth that I may fill their treasures. Wisdom wants to bring about positive results in your life. Wisdom moving back and forth across the righteousness that you're operating in, that you're standing in to see how she can be of benefit to you, helping you to bring to pass what you believe, your images, thoughts, and speech. You know, wisdom is functioning as a consultant, first and foremost, helping you develop 
that inner image. She develops you through righteousness. As long as you have the right belief and the right mindset, she's able to, to help you out. She's able to uh, help you walk perfectly in that righteousness, in your mindset, in your agreement with God, in your right standing with him. Wisdom does this by teaching you how to talk, how to act, how to walk, how to think. She does this by shaping your desires. And she does all of this shaping how you, you know, teaching you how to talk, how to act, how to think, shaping your desires. Because wisdom understands that what flows out of your heart in abundance is what you will see in your physical life. Let's take a look at Proverbs 8, 6 through 9. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things. And from the opening of my lips will come right things, for my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. All the words of wisdom are with righteousness. All the words are in right standing with God, are in agreement with God. So wisdom is never outside of the bounds of God's thoughts and images and identity for you. Proverbs 8.32. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. So wisdom's not outside the bounds of what God has spoken over your life. The thoughts that God has, the images that God has, the identity that God has for you. And when you listen to wisdom, now are you blessed. When you allow wisdom to develop you in righteousness, now she can function in her other capacity as a master craftsman. Now, this means that she is no longer just helping you develop your inner image, but also actively constructing that image in your physical life. Because part of the definition of wisdom is skill, skill, craftsmanship, creativity. So now you're seeing the skill of wisdom. She's taking the issues of life or the faith that is flowing out of your heart and using that faith as the material with which to build what you see. Proverbs 4, 8 through 9 says, exalt her and she will promote you. We're talking about wisdom here. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory she will deliver to you. Now, that word glory means manifestation. So wisdom is going to give you a crown of manifestation. Now, while wisdom is helping you to develop in righteousness, as far as developing that image, developing how you think and how you talk and uh, how you use your imagination. And then secondly, helping you to actually construct that image here in this present physical realm, the third thing she's going to do is she will be instructing you all the while as to where you should go to locate the manifestation of what you have been imagining, what you've been thinking, what you've been talking, the manifestation of those blueprints. Proverbs 6.22 says, when you roam, they will lead you. And that's talking about the commandments of God. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. See, as long as you stay in righteousness, you can have a relationship with wisdom and she can shape your thoughts, your dreams, your speech, your actions, all while making provisions for you. 
But like I said earlier, the moment you step outside of righteousness by acting, thinking, speaking or imagining contrary to God's word, you basically block your relationship with wisdom. Wisdom wants to be there for you, but she's walking uh, about the paths of righteousness. You're over here on doubt and unbelief. So now she can't be of benefit to you because you're in two different places. See, it's when you get in God's word and begin to visualize his word in your life that wisdom can go to work bringing that image to pass. But how do you develop your relationship with wisdom? That is going to be something that we continue to discuss as we continue with this second preparation principle, developing a relationship with wisdom. Well, that's our show for today. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me through my social media accounts at Dell.jr. And on Instagram, it's Dell.lot. Or you can reach out to me through my blog, a better com and inbox me your questions there. Now, before we leave, I'm going to ask you to do three things. Number one, subscribe. Whether you're listening through iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite pod catcher is, make sure you subscribe. The second thing, help me spread the word. If you're consuming this podcast through Facebook or YouTube, like, share, comment. Make sure you tell somebody who you think this podcast would be a benefit to. The third thing I'm asking you to do is visit DellLot.org. If you'd like to invite me out to your church, your convention, your conference, your organization, whatever your function is, you would like me to come out and speak. You can find all the information on DellLot.org. As well, there's information about my book. In That Land, A Seed, Time, and Harvest Approach to Finding a Wife. And I'm going to ask you to purchase that today. And with that being said, I want you to have a great and awesome day. And join me next time on A Better Pickup Line, the podcast.